You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. Welcome to ATP Radio. I'm your host, Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, showing you how to accentuate the positive, the way to a better life. Your radio station is an example of the future existing right now. Hello and welcome to another hour accentuating the positive here on Soul Traveller Radio. I'm your host, Karen Swain. I'm a teacher of deliberate creation, a channel and a medium, channeling wisdom from my guides and broader perspective whom I've called blissful beings. On Accentuate the Positive, you'll hear conversations with open hearts and inspired minds. It's my intent to put more love out through our media. It's so important to have a media diet that uplifts you, empowers you, and reminds you of who you really are instead of a lot of the media that we get that puts you in fear. So this is why I present the show. I've got some wonderful guests lined up for you. Please subscribe and support positive media. You can stay up to date with the show on Accentuate the Positive Radio with Karen Swain on Facebook or go to karenswain.com and you'll see most of the podcasts there. Hello and welcome to Accentuate the Positive with Karen Swain here on Soul Traveller Radio. I'm so excited to introduce another fabulous guest to you today. Her name is Danielle Gibbons. Danielle is a full body channel of the Mother Mary energy. Hello, Danielle. Welcome to the show. Hi, Karen. It's so great to be here with you. Thank you. I saw Danielle online recently. We were just having a chat about it, actually. There's this fabulous center in Atlanta, Georgia. And Danielle said that she works out of it called the Centre of Love and Light, which Jamie Butler, Jamie Butler is also an amazing channel. And so I saw Danielle being interviewed with uh, Jamie and bringing through the Mother Mary energy. And it's just Mm. beautiful, grounded, down-to-earth message. And I thought to myself, oh, I have to talk to this one. She's gorgeous. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Now, the channeling, how did the channeling start? What was happening in your life when this phenomena started happening for you? Well, I was very new on my spiritual path. I was actually forced onto my spiritual path because I was recovering and still am always going to be recovering from a food addiction. And so I struggled with overeating and anorexia for a lot of my young life. And so I was really drawn to a spiritual answer, you know, um, as opposed to strictly a psychological answer. And so I was very new on my spiritual path about a year and a half. And pretty much right away, I was able to opened that, you know, that psychic center inside and was able to commune rather easily with entities, spirits, but more of a lower level, I want to say nature spirits kind of thing. And after about a year and a half, I was having this glorious meditation, you know, the kind where where you're just dissolved and you, you feel like you're one with everything, you know, it's just that wonderful connection. And Mother Mary came to me in this meditation, and I had never felt this kind of unconditional love. It was 
it was not just unconditional love, but it was also unconditional acceptance. Mm-hmm. I felt really seen in that moment. And she asked me, we had this agreement in this life for her to channel me, uh, for me to channel her, excuse me. And she asked if I wanted to honor that agreement. And I knew in the moment that I could say no, and that love and acceptance would be exactly the same. Like that this truly was an unconditional uh, question. Mm. And yet, even though I wasn't really sure what she was asking me because I had some experience with channeling, but not very much, I wanted to say yes with my whole being. I, I felt like a, a cheerleader just like leaping, you know. And I said yes, and we began this whole extraordinary journey together. That's how it started. Look, there's so many things I want to ask you just from this little bit of information you've given us. <laughs> I think the food addiction is really important. And I love the way that you said that you, were, that you went to a spiritual you know, option, not going to dietitians. Or How did you no. come to that place of, of knowing that your challenge being with food, you know, there are lots of addictions out there. Some people are addicted to relationships, sex, drugs, alcohol, sure. cigarettes, yep. food. Yep. Yeah. How, how did you know that it would be a spiritual answer? I mean, I think any challenge is a spiritual answer, but. Uh. Right. Well, at the, I do now, yes, well, but at the time. At the time. Um, because I tried so many other things. You know, yeah. I, I tried to do it on my own, I tried to do it through therapy, I tried to do it with, um, you know, just finding that absolute right, perfect way to eat, all that. Uh, mind stuff. Yeah, I tried and I tried and I tried and I tried and you know I'd get very short term relief. Yeah, but never long term. And I, I when I talk about a food addiction, I talk about I mean intense binge be eating behavior. You know, digging food out of the trash, eating food that's still frozen. You know, I mean, I was a bottom feeder when it came to food, particularly with sugar. And this was not just, oh, gee, I'd like to lose an extra five pounds kind of thing. You know, this was very life and death for me. And I tried so many other things. And then I was, um, I had some friends who, were also exploring a spiritual, um, the spiritual option to their addictions. And it was working for them. They were combining, you know, their own effort. They were combining a really strong support system. They were combining psychological options with spiritual options. It was a whole package deal. Do you know what, which, which is what I think spirituality really is mm-hmm. in the broader view of spirituality. Nothing gets left out. Yeah. All the actions that you take that feed your faith rather than your fear mm-hmm. are the spiritual option, you know? And so I learned how to take actions that fed my faith rather than my fear, which is of course where the addiction stemmed from in the first place. Oh, that's so important. I took actions that 
Say that again. I took actions that... I took actions that fed my faith fed my rather faith. than fed my fear. Rather than fed my fear. Yeah. Now that's a Twitter. But tweet that, please. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely tweet that. <laughs> I took actions that fed my faith rather than fed my fear. On this spiritual journey, you know, into the faith, what were you looking at that, you know, what were the questions that you were asking? Like, who am I? What am I doing here? No, 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 no. Gosh, those were too big. I mean, I was just trying to make it from one meal to the next without binging, you know? So I was looking at honesty, self-honesty, because, ooh, I was a liar. Oh, man, was I a liar. It had become at some point so much easier, I thought, to lie about who I was in relation to other people than to tell the truth. And sometimes I would tell lies that were so ridiculous, even as they're coming out of my mouth. I'm like, why would I say that when the truth was just as valid or easy or, you know? So I really worked on being honest and showing up because as an addict, showing up was not in my repertoire. I was an escapist from way back. So learning to just show up, be honest, tell the truth, and get from one meal to the next without binging was pretty much where I had to start. (laughs) Like really at the basics. You know, questions like who am I were just way too above my pay grade at that point yeah yeah. oh you're hitting I'm going back I'm remembering my journey too like I think I was in my late 20s early 30s and yeah that being honest thing like knowing that you're lying to gain something to gain some attention to to be right but you know that you're lying but I'm gonna lie about this because I've got to prove myself right and then stopping and saying why do I have to prove myself right I mean that vulnerability of being wrong and it's okay to be maybe it's okay to be look we're going to get into this with Mother Mary but that unconditional acceptance of who we are our flaws and all I think that once you get to that point of being honest about your flaws and and about being wrong, then that's where unconditional love or or self-love starts. It just starts right right there. Because I I used to believe that if I admitted I was wrong about Mm -hmm. something, that made me wrong as a person, like the whole of me was wrong. And that was, of course, the ultimate problem is I, I felt like I was broken. Yeah. And you know, that's really what my whole spiritual journey has been about. And this is a really, really big part of Mother Mary's teachings through me is that, you know, I was never broken. Mm. I've never been broken. Mm. And I won't ever be broken. I'm just evolving. You know, I'm becoming aware of myself, of my being, of, you know, my thoughts, my feelings, who I am as an individual. And so a a big part of why I couldn't be honest is I confused being mistaken or wrong about a certain thing with being the mistake, not just making a mistake, but being the mistake. Mm -hmm. And that took a while to unravel. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Took a while. (laughs) What do I know? (laughs) 
<laughs> Look, I'm thinking back on my own journey, but I'm also watching my daughter go through that journey. Oh, and, yeah. and it's those challenges that why would I interrupt her? Like she's suffering at the moment, but why would I interrupt her suffering? Because through this suffering comes so much learning, comes so True. much light. And, you know, now we have these beautiful Mother Mary teachings that come through you through that journey that you went on. And so um, it's hard to watch someone that you love go through their dark night of the soul, but at the same time, you know, if anyone's watching this and, and you're going through your dark night of the soul, it's a, it's a blessing because it's, oh, it's teaching you so much and, and that, especially that self-acceptance of our flaws, yeah. Uh, it's true. Okay. And that's the basis of how we wrote the book, Mother and I. Mm. She chose 12 of her teachings, mm. and then she asked me to write a memoir companion piece for each teaching. So it's my story of how that teaching, you know, worked in my life or my struggles with it and, you know, how it resolved itself. And, and uh, it really turned out beautifully. I have to say, I've gotten, we have gotten such great feedback on the book. And here it is. I was going to say, hold up the book. <laughs> Yay. Mother Mary, Pathway to Love. What does it sound like? Building a loving relationship. Building a loving relationship with yourself that will transform your life. And that's what she is all about, is going inside and falling in love with yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, that's where the action's at. <laughs> and then loving other people, loving life, all that comes naturally as a result. Absolutely. Look, one of the reasons I wanted to have this talk with you as well is because I think that self-love and self-acceptance is the most important part of our journey in order to be a change maker, a difference maker, a light worker, a disruptor, you know, right. a teacher, a channel, a spiritual teacher on this planet. And uh, if you're watching this video, that's that's you. And, you know, that that coming to that acceptance of who you are as human and flawed, but also being able to bring through amazing wisdom, technology, creative ideas, music, art, is uh, really what it's all about. You watch those singing shows on television and the kids go through this self-acceptance journey. It's just this journey of self-acceptance, not about the voice or what right. they right. are. It's really about this self-acceptance. Very so true. How, how, did you, how did you come to accept yourself enough to say, I'm channeling Mother Mary? It's <laughs> <laughs> a journey of self-acceptance in itself. It certainly was. And, you know, when I first started, Karen, I thought, why couldn't I be channeling some obscure Egyptian god that no one's ever heard of? You know, why does it have to be literally the most famous woman on the planet? You know, yeah. and I, I don't even get a council of people, a lot of people that, counsel, that uh, channel Mother Mary also channel other entities, but not me. It's, you know, apparently I'm a... I'm a one entity kind of woman and yeah it has been been very spacious what mother has created for us because I'm the type of person that I have to kick and scream for a while I have to drag my feet I have to wander around in circles for a while before I'm able to just sit down and say okay this is this is my life today this is what's happening 
and, and then be able to feel how glorious it is. Um, but I struggle with um, when things like say mother come to me, I'm not the kind of person that just says, Oh, this is great. And this is my life from here forward. And let's go. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm the wait, what's going on and what does she want of me? And how am I going to do that? You know, and it's been her teachings utterly that have transformed our relationship and have made room for me to be able to do this. Um, and it's been very slow. I've been channeling her for 22 years now. Yeah. So it has been a long process filled with everything imaginable on the whole spectrum of good and bad. But it has always been the thing that feels like home for me. Yeah. yeah. No matter where I go, where I live, who I'm with, she always feels like home for me. Yeah. I feel so blessed to have, not even to be able to channel her, but just to have the relationship that I have with her, to be allowed to serve her. You know, on, on days when I'm crazy, I think, ah, I don't want to do this. And then my still small voice says, yeah, but you get to do this. Like you get to do this. This is amazing. And you get to do this. So the gratitude is a big part of my life, my relationship with mother, you know, how I stay sane and balanced. I'm blessed and I know it and I feel it every day. And how did you come to be a full body channel as opposed to just receiving her messages and speaking them through your personality? Well, I have a recording of that story on my website. Uh, if you go to belovedpublications.com and click on the About Us tab, there's a whole long recording. It was quite, the, quite, quite something. I had just, she had just come to me in that meditation, so we were brand new, yeah. and some girlfriends had told me that there was a woman they had met. She was also a channel. And she was doing a workshop on channeling. And I, mother gave me the biggest push that I needed to go to LA and be in that workshop. So I signed up and I went and, you know, it was lovely. Oh, I fell in love with, uh, she was channeling uh, Sarasvati, the, the Hindu goddess of art and literature knowledge. I fell madly in love with her. She was actually the energy that seeded mother Mary into my body. And it was this wild experience card. I, you know, she's working with the other people in the workshop and she's sitting beside them on the floor and taking them through this sweet little meditation so that they could connect to their higher self or whatever entity wanted to be channeled through them. And it was this lovely, and as I'm sitting there watching, I thought, oh, I can do this. This is okay. I can, I can do this. I can manage this. When it was my turn, she brings me up to the couch where she's been sitting in the front of the room. She starts hooking me up to the microphone. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> and the woman, the channel, she said, well, I'm going to bring Sarasvati through and she's going to tell you what to do. And then she has to leave because what's coming to your body is too big for the two of them to be in the room together at the same time. So I start sweating madly. <laughs> I thought, what is about to happen? 
And we went through this extraordinary ritual. And sure enough, Sarasvati left her body and Mother Mary came to mine. And it was, I felt like I weighed 500 pounds and I was this massive being. And everyone in the room was just gasping in awe at the energy and the presence of her. And that was how we started (laughs) the whole journey. And it was, um, it's exactly what I needed because I'm also not the type of person who will often believe subtleties. I need a, a billboard with flashing lights and, you know, you are channeling now kind of arrows <laughs> pointing. And it was, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I would have whew, gone down the rabbit hole if it had not been such an extraordinary experience. And then everyone at that workshop, after I was finished, I channeled for about 20 minutes and it, it felt like two hours. It was so intense. And after she finally left, um, and people's feedback, boy, I needed that too, because they had just as extraordinary of an experience as I did. And that really made me sit up and take notice and think, okay, this something, something just happened here that was special. Not making me special, but just I need to pay attention to this and I need to follow through on this because I've been given a gift. It was very obvious to myself and everyone at the workshop that we'd all just been given a gift. And it was, it felt right for me to continue on with the channeling. Mm. And it's been 22 years. Yes. Yes. And I feel like you're on the verge of a big expansion right now. I am. I agree. It feels that. Are you ready? (laughs) I am. You know, I've been, I've been hiding out for a year. Yeah, you've been hiding. <laughs> but, it's, but, you know, I love that saying, I, you know, you're ready when you're ready. Yeah. And I, but of course, also I have a, I have a child and yep. I wanted to raise my child too. Mm-hmm. And I travel enough. Uh, when he was young, I traveled enough doing workshops and things, you know, in different parts of the country. And I didn't want to travel anymore. I didn't want to be bigger because he's my one and only. I had him very late in life. I had him when I was 39. And so I just really wanted to hang with my kid. But now he's of an age where he's doing more his own thing and he's fine with me traveling more and uh, he thinks it's cool what I do. And so, so it's, it's time. You know, now it is now time. It's time. Yeah. it is time. You know, the mother energy is really expanding exponentially on our planet, and and it's interesting. I you know I want to get into the quality of the mother energy because I think that the mother energy is it's not a soft energy. It's a very strong energy. Look, uh, last year or was it the year before? There was a lady that was out here that was a journalist, and she went over to see. Um, Mother Teresa, where Mother Teresa was still alive and had this interview with Mother Teresa and she wrote about it in a book uh, called The Seeker and the Saint and and she was an Australian woman that lived in the States and she came out here. When she was on the show, because she came into the radio studio, Teresa was very present, you know, she was in the studio with us, like hanging out with us as she was talking about her experience. 
And when I, as soon as I saw you channeling, bang, Teresa was right there again. And, oh. you know, she's the epitome of that powerfully strong mother energy, like compassion beyond words, but strength, you know, like just. Yes. And so she was completely embodying in her life the mother energy, the Mother Mary energy. Yes. What's your experience been with embodying that Mother Mary energy? It has taught me that um, the importance of the balance of the masculine feminine and how vital it is, I feel, to the survival of our human race uh, to bring that balance back in. And you're right. Everything you were saying, Karen, feels so true because it is a misnomer that the soft mothering energy is weak. And that's not true. It is strong beyond strong. It is such that essence of love. And it runs the gamut from that soft, loving, nurturing energy all the way to a very strong structure, uh, a loving structure that one can thrive inside of, you know, creating that structure. I was surprised that when I first started channeling Mother, she immediately initiated a structure for us to get closer, to work together, to uh, for me to uh, make room inside my body, inside myself for her. And it was intense. There was a lot involved with the structure and I had to follow it to the letter, you know, for, for like two years. And so I think that for me, I am finding that the more we allow that mother energy to stay out of the box, the stronger she can be in our lives and as a, as a guidance. When we put her in a certain box labeled sweetness or kindness or, you know, mother energy can only behave sweetly, we really do ourselves a disservice. We are limiting that energy in a huge way in our life. But when we just let her stay out of the box, she can show up in the most extraordinary ways and in ways that we never thought of the mother energy. And what we learn is that the whole of it is support. And the nuances of support on any given day for us as individuals can shift dramatically. And she's shifting right there with us. So I've learned that if I'm able to keep her out of my mental boxes, <laughs> I try to put her in, I'm able to access so much more of her energy and support and her grace and her perception to see things the way she sees things is so different than the way I see them. It's so much more expanded. It's so much, it's ultimately much kinder and more generous as a whole. So that's, um, that's been my experience with her. And practical. Oh, gosh, thank you. Yes, so practical. I agree. Yeah. Because I think that when we're in our drama, you know, that sort of practical part of us flies out the window. We just... <laughs> it's the first to go. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to say to people who would like to connect to that energy for themselves to 
you know, it's great to go uh, and read books and, and be on YouTube and to really, because just sitting here with you, it's just like I'm connecting with it. But for people that are watching this, that are asking, you know, how do I bring that energy into my life, that expansive love and practical strength, that mother, that oh, that encompassing mother energy into my own being, what would you say to people? Well, I would tell you what mother always tells people. And she says to start with making her your friend. Right. Chat with her during the day when you're doing your dishes, when you're in the shower. Invite, she says, invite me to tea or invite me to coffee, just as you would a friend. Because she always says that if we can connect there, then we can go deeper. Then we can fall in love with each other and create this extraordinary relationship that ultimately is based on service and devotion and honoring. Um, but if you start as friends, it's, it's extraordinary how quickly she comes in. She's right there. She's right there, always available to everybody. I don't have any kind of exclusive relationship with her. My relationship has come through my own efforts, making room for her in my life. But I always started just chatting with her around the house <laughs> and in my head. And when I'm driving in the car, I'm driving and I'm just sometimes chatting with her. And that has worked so beautifully for me and a lot of other people, because she's been telling people this for decades and it's worked for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. You know, one of my favorite movies is Under the Tuscan Sun. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, sure, yeah. And there's a scene in the movie where she, uh, you know, she's a woman who gets divorced and moves to Italy, buys a, a house to renovate, and she's going through her own journey of self-acceptance because she feels because her husband cheated on her that she doesn't love herself anymore. But there's a scene in the movie where she's in a storm and she had noticed that a lot of the Italian women wear pendants of Mother Mary and Mother Mary was a very strong energy in Italy and, and she looks up on this bed that she's bought this villa and she sees Mother Mary and she starts talking to her during this storm you know <laughs> and it's beautiful it's just just that scene comes back to me as you talk about you know talk to me <laughs> exactly Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. She says, because when you interact with me, then I have something I can, then I have a way in. But if you ignore me, then, you know, she has to honor our free will and she doesn't override that. So if we invite her in, she comes. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, uh, it might take practice so don't, you know, don't assume maybe the first time you sit down or you start chatting uh, that you're going to hear voices. But what I notice is you start to feel her influence through the events of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's really where the good stuff is. Because getting verbal information, the mind can really play around with that yeah. and insert its own stuff. But if you go on the feeling and the events of your life, that's where she is the strongest for sure. Yeah. So when you're having this conversation in your head, so for people that are coming into their own intuitive abilities and channeling, mm -hmm. you know, the difference between your imagination just talking to you and actually receiving guidance from an entity, a collective, an enormous collective such as the Mother Mary Energy 
how did you know it was her and not your imagination? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what mother says about imagination. She says that's the bridge between you and her. Hmm. So if you are imagining it, then that's a good thing. Imagination is not pretend or false. And that's important to, to understand the difference. Imagination is your intuitive self. It's, it's that gateway. It's that bridge. So imagination is great. It's what you have, what you have to get over is feeling silly for having the imagination or the self-doubt that comes with imagining. And that's what you have to get past. And so it took me, <laughs> oh, I don't know, like a decade. <laughs> but people often ask, well, how do you know for sure it's Mother Mary? I'm like, I don't, I have no idea. Here's what I know. I know that her love feels extraordinary, whatever she is. I know that her teachings have saved my life yep. uh, and the lives of others. And I know that if I practice her teachings, if I practice her guidance, uh, I grow as an individual and I like myself more. I love myself more. And pretty much that's all I need to know. So in my opinion, if you're chatting with her and you've gotten past the whole self-doubt and, oh, I'm a crazy person for even doing this, and you start to see results, that's important. You have to start see that things are shifting in the events in your life or that you feel different in relation to those events, that's when you know that something's happening, that it's working, that your soul is connecting to the souls that are all around you that want to be a part of your reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, this self-doubt that we go through as humans all of us. Absolutely. The beauty of someone such as you or any channel or teacher, spiritual teacher, is to hear your own inner guidance out your side of yourself and then have that confirmation that yes. imagination or your thoughts in your head are your guidance, is mother, is your inner being, is source talking to you in yes. some respect. And I think that that's beautiful to listen to people channeling that, you know, look, I suppose there's a lot of skeptics out there that say, you know, is she really doing it or whatever, but you can just feel the energy. I mean, it's just a feeling. You just got to stop yes. thinking about it, it and is. just feel it. Does it feel right? It <laughs> that's right. Does it feel right? Then great. And if it doesn't, that doesn't make it wrong. It just makes it wrong for you. Exactly. You know? That the teaching or the energy just doesn't resonate with you. Exactly. And then you move on and find something else. Yeah, yeah. I have certainly had people throughout the years who the way I channel, it just doesn't resonate with them. Yeah. And, but then most people find it extraordinary. But, you know, it's, it's, um, it is an energy. Mm. And you're vibrating at a particular energy. So the things that work in your life, you feel it. Yeah. You know when you have found truth for yourself where yeah. you're at right now. Yeah. You know, I got this beautiful message yesterday that I put on Facebook. Love all of it, but rest where it feels comfortable. Oh, I like that. Isn't that I beautiful? like that. That is nice. Because when you're criticizing yeah. something, saying that's bullshit, you know, that's crap, that's crap, you're in your analytical mind and you can't find the comfort. But when you right. love all of it, like, that's beautiful, not for me, but I love it, you know, you can rest where it feels comfortable. So 
Oh, this feels so comfortable. I'm just going to rest here for a while and just bask. <laughs> bask, that's a great word. <laughs> True. Bask in this energy. Well, we'd love to bring in Mother. I just, uh, what other questions have I got to ask you? There's so many questions. I suppose I can ask you some afterwards. Oh, I was going to ask you about how you felt when you first saw yourself, you know, someone videoing you in full body trance, how you felt about what you saw, because you don't really change too much, but there's a bit of an accent. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And some people see a dramatic change. I don't see it so much. I mean, some people see my eye color change. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, I've heard all kinds of things. And I have to tell you, honestly, (laughs) another thing that took over a decade for me to even listen to, like I couldn't even listen to it or watch it. It was so bizarre for me. I, I really, um, gosh, I, I don't know why. I think it was a lot of my self-doubt, my self-deprecation, because, you know, with my food addiction, I started out my spiritual life at self-loathing, right? Like, not just, oh, I'd like to have a spiritual life. I started out at self-loathing and now have come to self-love. So for me to watch the channeling, it was like to accept that visually or auditorily, I would have had to have said, wow, you know, I'm, I'm doing that. That's, that's me. And and that's really wonderful that I can, does that make sense? Yes. I had this aversion. And then one day after all this growth, I didn't. And so now when I watch it or when I listen to it, it feels so wonderful. And I really, I think it's great and I enjoy it and I can definitely see the difference for me, but that was a journey as well for me. Look, the journey of self-acceptance is such a journey. Look, it's a journey that I've been on for 50 odd years and uh, (laughs) it's beautiful being on camera and on radio. You know, I started on radio five years ago. And when you hear yourself back, you're in your critical mind and you sound so stupid and you're, oh my God, I can't believe I sound like that. And that self-loathing and that self-criticism. And then the thought struck me that although I'm hearing myself for the first time, people have been listening to me talk like this all my life. (laughs) (laughs) And no one's run screaming yet. And then, as I said, last year I put myself on camera. It took me 10 years to put myself on camera because of the self criticism. Like, I'm, and I'm 10 years, like, I'm 10 years older and 10 years fatter. I'm a lot uglier now than I was 10 years ago. But at some point, you have to get over the criticism and start loving who you are, all of it. And that is such a personal growth journey, putting yourself on camera. It is. And then loving what you see when you're watching it back. And yes. Interestingly yes. enough, a lot of the time when I watch myself back, I don't even, it's like I'm watching somebody else. It's really weird. It's it like, is. There is that little bit of detachment that yeah. happens. Yes. Yeah. yes. Because I think, you know, the, the further you get down your path, you identify more with your soul than you do your physical form. And Definitely. Yeah. And it's almost like watching some girl interviewing someone. It's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring in Mother, shall we? Yes, we will. Okay. So do we need to take a minute? Uh, Yeah, it will take me about a minute to bring her through. Okay. 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 
Hello, beloved one. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful Karen. It is wonderful to be here with you today. Mm. Thank you, Mother. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to have you here. What message would you like to give our viewers? I would like to focus in this moment on simplicity. It's one of the teachings in our book together, but I want to emphasize it because I feel that there is so much busyness in the world, so much that can capture your attention, so many ways to divert yourself, that I encourage you to Think about yourself as a simple being so that when you go inside and when you ask yourself, what does this day hold for me? What is it that my body wants to eat? How does it want to move? With whom do I wish to spend time with? Where is my energy best spent? How does my heart's desires want to express themselves today? To know that all these questions are being asked every day, whether you consciously ask them or not. So to commit that all this will flow from a place of simplicity that your decisions come from quiet and slow. That there are very few choices in life that have to be made right now, quick, fast, immediately. Sometimes there are emergencies in life and fast is critical. But if you think about your day, every day, you have space to choose. You are not in a panic every moment of every day. And yet, oftentimes, the perception is that you are making decisions that have to be done right now, this moment, quick from a place of panic or a frenetic kind of energy. But the truth is that you have the power to decide, panic or slow, fast or slow, loud, chaotic or quiet. And don't confuse quiet and slow with boring. Think of quiet and slow as space, that you are opening space to make choices and decisions in a way that allows you to feel out 
the day, to feel out the situation, to feel out the relationship so that you can make your choices from your own inner compass. But if it's always fast and loud, it's hard to hear or recognize your inner compass. This is why people always want to know the answer now. Tell me now. What's the answer now? But now is, well, it's a relative term in a way, because if you think about it, everything is now. So eventually the answer will come to you now, but which now might be the difference? So recognize that the answers come when they need to come, and all you need to do is be aware of the questions of the day, of the energy inside yourself and what's surrounding you, so that it's so easy to recognize the answers when you bump into them, when they flow into your life, when they're presented to you. Mm -hmm. And the best way to feel that is quiet and slow. And that is at the heart of simplicity. The world around you is complicated enough. Mm -hmm. It will often try to convince you that complicated is important and necessary and uh, exciting. And it can be all those things, certainly. Mm. But it's hard to know self when you are not quiet and slow. So let the world be as fast and chaotic as it needs to be, and you choose the quiet and slow simplicity for yourself each day, and you will be amazed at how your life starts to settle, mm. things feel easier, and the questions you once had calm down, and you feel more content to just wait for the answers that you already know are there to come into your consciousness. Mm. So you're saying when you have a burning question, give yourself that space to allow your vibration to shift from the, yes. from the vibration of I don't know and I need to know to that place of allowing it just to come in. So give yourself that time and that space to allow the answer. Correct. Or to shift to say, I trust the answer is already within me. Within me. Now I need to slow down and get quiet enough mm. to make space for that answer to bubble up into my consciousness or to flow from the outside in or the inside out. It's a matter of trusting yourself that it will come mm -hmm. when you are quiet 
enough to hear because what can happen as human beings is you question, 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 but do you really want to know the answer? When people ask me questions about their own life and I give them an answer, it's often, well, yes, but... And they have already left my answer and are caught up in all the reasons why that's not the answer. And they're on to the next question. Mm -hmm. So the truth of yourself is actually, and here's an important point, the truth of yourself is not found in your answers. It's actually found in your questions. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I think we need to say that one again. <laughs> the truth of yourself is not found in your answers. It's found in your questions. Correct. Correct. Beautiful. Yes. And because Mama, the question is uh, it's an expression of self. Mm -hmm. There is something you want to know about yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's where you focus. Whatever your questions are, that's where you need to focus, not to get answers, but to experience yourself as the one who asks these kinds of questions. Does that make sense? Definitely. Good. For people that want to invite more of the mother energy or energy into their life, uh, when we think of our parents, because there's a lot of people that maybe don't have parents and they see that that energy is missing physically and yet it's never missing, but they want to invite it into their life. You know, the mother energy for me feels like that very practical energy. A mother, mm -hmm. she cleans your clothes, she feeds you, she does things very practically for you that supports yes. you in that practical way. How would you say to people to invite that energy into their life? Because when you... When you know it in yourself, you see it outside yourself. Your girlfriends take on that role, your colleagues, your family. What would be the best way for people to invite your beautiful energy into their life? Mm. Well, you talked about it earlier, that if you start with just a chat with me, that you can feel me as something that you want to get to know. Curiosity is a wonderful way in. Find your curiosity about Divine Mother and explore that. To sit and chat with me, to imagine that we are together. If you like to journal, or even if maybe you don't like to journal, try it. And write letters to me. Or if you want to journal just free form, say, Dear Mother, and write about your day, your life, your issues, what's going on for you. Create a conversation energetically, not necessarily with words, although words are a way in, but it's more about the actions you take to start a conversation with me. If you meditate, then when you sit in meditation, 
imagine that I am the air that you're breathing into your body. That one breath at a time, we are becoming one. Or you are just saying yes to my energy. Yes to my consciousness. Yes to my presence in your life. And the way that's going to show up is through the events of your life. That's the very best way that I show you that I'm here, that I'm present in your life. That if you want to align with Divine Mother, all you really have to do is ask. But it is a practice because it's not that I won't show up, but it's that you have to get past your own doubt. Am I making this up? And I say to that, so what if you are? Maybe making it up in the beginning is how you need to start. Let it be whatever it is. But if you keep making the effort, then it will happen. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. Again, you keep it simple. Mother, please come and be with me now. Help me to feel you in my life so that we might be as one. Mm. And so it begins. Mm. So it is. Mother, what color are you? I like two different colors, and they represent two different things, mm -hmm. right? The golden energy is a larger representation of all of Divine Mother. Mm -hmm. And the sky blue energy is more a representation of the Mother Mary energy, that which was my last lifetime. Even though now I am an aspect of Divine Mother, I'm still able to claim that moniker, so to speak. So I'm still able to speak of myself as an I or an individual, even though I am integrated with the whole of Divine Mother. So those are the two colors that are a part of my vibration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. beautiful so that would also help people to know your presence in their life that yes that essence of the gold and the beautiful blue turquoise sky blue energy yes and also if you are smelling roses or lilies those two are also part of my vibration mm -hmm. beautiful Beautiful. And what message would you have for humanity right now with this mm. transition that we're going through? What would be your message to humanity as a whole? I would tell you, my beloved ones, that you are loved. You are supported no matter what you choose. You are supported. You are given all that you need to thrive. And that I and others like me are here to help you discover 
what those things are, how to utilize them, expand them, and to share them. And I would encourage you to share what you have, your smile, your love, your kindness, your generosity. Keep reaching out your hand and being of service, not servitude. You do not have to be a doormat. You don't have to uh, serve with the motivation to be loved or liked, but serve because it feels so glorious just to serve. This is where humanity is right now. You are at a tipping point. And if you can find the joy of service, of generosity, to not expect anything in return and feel that wonderful feeling that comes when you reach your hand out in kindness to another, that is where your salvation lies. That is where your glory is because it is something so unique to humanity. And more and more of you are discovering this love that you have inside of you. Just share it. The more you share it, the more there is. You will never run out. I promise, I promise, I promise. Mother, thank you so much for being with us today and for your message. You are so welcome, beloved Karen. And I want to say thank you to your service and your willingness to give to others, to create a place where people can go and discover their hearts, their open minds, and the joy of living. Thank you, beloved daughter. I love you. Namaste. Namaste. So beautiful. (laughs) Such a beautiful energy. Oh, so beautiful. She is. She really is. So strong. You know, you feel so supported, wrapped in that strength. Yes, I feel held in her arms all the time. That's that strength and support. Makes me cry. It's true. (laughs) Oh, goodness me. Oh, well, that was just beautiful, Danielle. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. (laughs) And if if people want to connect with her energy more uh, through my channeling, They can go to my website, belovedpublications.com, pick up our new book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, Building a Loving Relationship with Yourself that Will Transform Your Life. And there's so many ways that uh, my channeling is available. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. So important that as uh, difference makers on this planet, lightworkers, that we, the first step is to love yourself that's the the first and most important step because without that self-acceptance you are of no use to anybody it's true and that's what I love about our book it's so practical and she gives great suggestions and actions to take that are very simple and very powerful 
Oh, so beautiful. Thank you again, Danielle, for being with us. And You're very welcome, Karen. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it. It's been my honor. And uh, hopefully one day we'll get you down under here as well. Oh, down. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I speak to so many beautiful people across the planet and I want to get them all down here. But anyway, <laughs> it's time, right? There's time. We just it have is. a message from Mother. It make is. it simple. Make it spacious. Don't rush. Allow. That's, yes. that's my prayer. That's my yeah. prayer. Just allow that uh, intention to manifest without forcing it and rushing and thinking about time. Yeah, it's a beautiful, it was a beautiful message, really beautiful. When you're channeling, do you hear the message or when you come back, is it, uh, you, do you remember anything that's been said or? I do and I'm so fortunate. I don't go unconscious or blank. Um, I just get really small inside my body and I'm more of an observer in the process, yeah. but I'm so, well, having got, having started out at self-loathing, I've needed every single channeling for the last 22 years. And uh, so I'm, ex- I'm very blessed that I get to hear um, her teachings because they're extraordinary for me. I feel they're extraordinary. Yeah. Thank you again for being on the show and blessings you're welcome thank you thanks so much for joining me for another show accentuating the positive here on the home of conscious music soul traveler radio remember to support conscious music consciousness go to soul traveler radio on facebook and accentuate the positive radio with karen swain on facebook check out my website karenswain.com for any readings and teachings available about spiritual deliberate creation for the change makers difference makers and disruptors catch you next time thanks for listening bye for now